Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Jerick Show. I am Javad Malik, as always, and I do not have my cold opener prepared, so we'll just roll the intro. Welcome to The Jerick Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Crone. Timely topics, poorly presented. Hey, Eric, how's it going? What's happening, my friend? How are you today? I'm very good. Oops, I, I jumped the gun on the story there. Oh, <laughs> you're no, a hot no. mess today, man. I'm the one that's that's suffering from like a uh, a hangover from my muscle relaxer that I took uh, last night because my back was killing me. Um, so, so, so uh, Eric, ladies and gentlemen, just spent the last two days in Miami, gets back and says he's hungover because of medication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I drove there and back because I don't know if you've seen the airlines lately around here or the stories, but they are a train wreck with like uh, American Airlines canceled like a thousand plus flights and everybody's like, and so I'm like, you know, I, I'm only like five hours from Miami or four hours from Miami if you're not along. Because if you're yeah. long, it's twelve hours. Oh, as if as if I I was telling you take a left here, take the freeway, take <laughs> this. Yeah. I was the um, visitor, man. You were the local. You were telling me, let's take this uh, coastal route. It's very scenic. It's very nice. And then hey, it was a nice route. But yeah, you know, it's been it's actually been uh, a year, just over a year now since the car wreck uh, jacked up my back. But I find that uh, just even in airplanes, but just sitting like that back and forth without being able to get up very much. Uh, I was, I was kind of sore yesterday after a, a quick round trip there. Cause basically I drove in, um, slept for a few hours, uh, did my talk and then drove back to Tampa. So it was a lot of time in a rental car and I was kind of feeling it. So, uh, yeah, the, the muscle relaxers are still with me this morning though. It's, it's quite nice. Actually. I'm, I'm feeling pretty, uh, pretty chill. Wow. If you were a nicer person, I might even feel sorry for you a bit. <laughs> anyway, so the year is 2021. One of the largest cybersecurity vendors on the planet is uh, still patching uh, hard-coded credentials and default SSH keys. You read that right, folks. A perfect 10 out of 10 on the uh, CVSS score, and the CVE starts 2021. Let that sink in for a second. What do you make of this, Eric? I just don't even know what to say about this. I mean, for some, like, cheap Chinese import, um, you know, consumer crap firewall, whatever, you kind of expect this these days. We've seen that over and over again. Um, but this is that company called Cisco, and they've been doing this enterprise thing for a little while, and still... With the hard-coded passwords and SSH keys, that's just, I mean, Cisco stuff is used by, like, defense contract and, like, like DOD and government and huge enterprise, and they have default passwords. What in the world are we fighting for, Javad? <laughs> we fight for the user. Uh, <laughs> I mean... No, this is. I, I like how in this one there, there's this um, statement that luckily, luckily, this vulnerability can only be exploited by establishing a telnet session to a vulnerable device and um, logging in with the hard coded credentials. And then, since telnet is not enabled by default on affected devices, to which I say, 
Uh, Amazon does not make their S3 buckets public by default either. Right. Let's see how far that gets there. <laughs> it's part of somebody's build sheet, enable Telnet. Okay. And <laughs> they're going through the setup process, right? I just, I don't even know what to say. I mean, oh, it's okay, folks. Uh, only if you use Telnet. Yeah. I don't even know, honestly, why that's even an option these days. I mean, I, I suppose if your SSH is broken, you you enable Telnet and go. I just don't even know, man. It just it's so rife with like stories that we've talked about ten years ago um, with default passwords and crap hard coded. Um, this is like they should fold these under like retro vulnerabilities, like you know, make the eighties popular again, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, but but joking aside, I mean, I'm not having to go at Cisco because they're not the only company that does it. The the challenge is, like you said, Cisco is a huge company and they're everywhere. And especially since we're kicking out a bunch of um, like Huawei's and all the any other like foreign uh, network kind of vendors, you can imagine there are some other foreign states trying to break into telecoms and networks and everything by some of these uh, vendors so i think the 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 stakes are raised a lot so um you know thank you for fixing this i hope there aren't others around so i'm kind of curious too and i didn't see in the article because i didn't i just kind of skimmed what i what i was looking at there but i just thought about some of the older equipment there's still a lot of networking equipment that's floating around out there right it's been out there for a long time because networking equipment is just networking equipment right so end of life doesn't generally mean anything huge for a lot of these like you know rack switches and stuff and so what are you going to do oh it's it's end of life i need to go replace all of these switches uh, that are working perfectly fine within our environment but then when you have something like this that pops up, you know, this is a uh, this is a great way to pivot if you're inside or to, or to be able to start taking over network stuff if you're already inside the network. And this stuff is is still floating around out there. Hell, I think I have a Cisco PoE switch out in the garage of my network rack. Um, you know, it's older, but the thing just works. It's great. It powers my cameras around here, you know, PoE cameras and stuff. So these are going to be floating around there that that may or may not be patched. Uh, given what they're doing. And when you have a hard-coded password, it's not like, you know, the fixes go in and and just change the password. No. <laughs> it's, you know, um, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see if this ends up getting exploited um, out in the wild or, or anything like that, if we start seeing things from it. Yep, yep. Interesting to see how, how this goes on. And also interesting... And, you know, the, the way vulnerability discovery, a lot of it works, people start focusing on one thing and then you see a, a massive spike in that vulnerability being found. Yeah. So uh, I'd be surprised to see either how maybe we find a, a spate of Cisco vulnerabilities or a spate of hard-coded hard -coded vulnerabilities in a bunch of different devices. Anyway, uh, US bans, bans trade with Pegasus spyware maker. So case, case closed. <laughs> you know, we, we talked about this one when it came out before this Pegasus malware. And this was the, the spyware for the phones that, uh, that, that it was used um, against some people. Um, and it's, it's a pretty powerful Israeli based uh, spyware that was used. And I think it was like religious leaders and, and, and politicians and, you know, and so it was all this kind of crazy stuff. 
Um, and so it's interesting to see, though, that, that we're sanctioning a group from Israel. Uh, that was an interesting thing to me is that the U.S. is uh, sanctioning an, an Israeli group. Um, but uh, the other thing that I thought about with this is I, I've been getting these uh, these phishing messages in my spam box. Uh, like I go through them, you know, I want to see what's going on. And one of the ones that I've gotten is is the extortion emails. And it comes through and it says, I am a hacker. Um, you are a victim of Pegasus. You can do it does this. It does this. And it talks about all of the capabilities of Pegasus for real. Mm. And then says, you are my victim. Pay me fourteen hundred and fifty bucks or I'm dumping all of the stuff on your phone on the Internet. Right. And I, I thought when I first saw that, I thought it was really interesting because if some somebody that doesn't know Google's Pegasus malware they're going to see that it does all of the things that this person says in that phishing email because uh, it is a very powerful piece of software. Um, and yep. it is it was like a zero click sort of thing. You didn't even have to do anything active uh, in order to be infected. And he breaks all this down. But I've seen a few of these now that are extortionware in my inbox. And I was thinking about them like, you know, it's crazy that here we are, you know, using things like this, where if they Google it, they're going to see it. it. It just adds to the reality. And so that's why Pegasus just keeps like coming up in my mind over and over again. Yeah, no, that that's a really, um, really valid point that, uh, that, that you raised that uh, criminals will use any news thing for uh, to add legitimacy to their attacks. And mm. so when something's notorious like this, it, it becomes really difficult for people to ignore because they get worried. They're like, this thing is real. And then everyone starts racking their brain like what's on my phone what what could what could they have taken what you know what if that conversation was taken out of context what if that you know that was actually that wasn't a nude i sent that was my doctor requested that picture <laughs> <laughs> it's for med medical purposes only <laughs> yeah the doctor said i had to be in the the half bunny suit it was yeah. it was a requirement yeah yeah whatever just, just like these muscle relaxants i'm on so <laughs> the schnozberries taste like schnozberries it's, sorry. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> yeah. There's this show. I haven't seen it, but this, I, every time I see the trailer for it, everything, I, I always, in my mind, I think PlayStation men because they have the square, the triangle, and whatever you. I don't know whether that's what they are or not. Yeah. But um, uh, a crypto token collapses in apparent scam. Color me shocked. But um, so there was this uh, play to earn cryptocurrency and it started soaring and people were playing it. And then suddenly um, it just all the bottom fell out and yeah. everything got wiped down to zero. They, they basically just blocked trading on it and ran off with the money. <laughs> I mean, it, it what got me on this story is, I mean, cryptocurrency and, and I know I'm going to sound like a like an ancient man or whatever. I just. I just don't get all this fascination with cryptocurrency. Um, you know, there's Dogecoin that, that has taken off and then died out a little bit. Anybody can start any coin they want. And then folks are just jumping on it, right? Like maybe, I don't know. I just don't get this whole thing. It's like NFTs. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> like, why would I buy that? I just don't get it. You're right. You're right. And, and it is kind of like an old person thing. But, you know, when we talk about, social engineering attacks we talk about how it's really they're trying to find an emotion they can pull on and greed is a great emotion to pull on yeah yeah and 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 
And then there's a second layer to it, because there's one thing to say to someone, do you want $50 million? Uh, send me some money and I'll send it to you. That's one thing. And a lot of people are clued onto that. But people, and, and I read this about people in, in their behavior, generally people are terrible liars. So if I was to tell you that I'm six foot four, I'd be really bad at telling you that <laughs> that lie. That's two yeah. of you, one standing on the other yeah. shoulder. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. <laughs> but but we're very good at lying to ourselves. Mm. So we're good at lying to ourselves. And once we convince ourselves of something, then we can say it with confidence and we're more believable because we're actually not lying. We've already gone through that process of convincing ourselves of something. And that's how I see a lot of these cryptocurrencies. People fabricate this story that I'm a trader, I'm investing. I'm, yeah. It's not a scam, and I'm not looking for quick or easy money. And 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 that's why I think people fall for these things time and time again. I, I do believe it's possible to make uh, quick money in certain th things in life. I do that I every Saturday think... night on the street corner. I don't think there's anything <laughs> as easy money. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. You know, and, and you're right. That's an interesting point. But things like this, where they do start to take off, like this went from from almost nothing to like what, almost three thousand dollars for these things, very quickly. So it's so easy to get tied up in that. Like, oh man, oh look, it already doubled, it tripled at hundred percent. Oh my God. You know, I need to go ahead and, and start, you know, dumping all the, the available cash I have into this thing because it's just on this rocket ship to the sky. Right. And it's easy to get like pulled into that kind of stuff and, and to get suckered into it, you know, and again, pretty much anyone can start a coin these days, it seems. And there's a coin for everything. Um, but here's a case where, you know, you realize it's incredibly volatile stuff and and scams are all about getting you excited you know i, I have a real quick story because you know i know you love my stories i do um, uh, wait does it start with the dod no no it does not actually this is a recent one my uh my stepbrother he reached out to me because his girlfriend got hit with a scam and uh, it was through instagram and basically what happened is a friend of hers reached out and started talking about, Hey, you know, we, we're going to invest in this thing. It's good money. It's it's, and she's asking him, are you sure this is legit? Are you sure this is legit? And he's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is legit. Totally legit. So I, she Venmoed, I think it was like 3,500 bucks. Wow. And turns out that this other person's Instagram account had been taken over. Okay. And, um, I find it funny because, you know, the younger generation, he's younger than me uh, by a bit. The younger generation, we don't just pick up the phone and go, what, what is going on here, dude? You know, and, <laughs> instead, it's all through this electronic communication where a phone call saying, bro, you sure about this would have made a big difference. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it was interesting in the fact that not only did they she lose the money or potentially lose the money. I think it was a Venmo transfer. But what happened is she got a text later from the number and it said, Hey, my nephew was using my account today. I'm not sure what he did, um, but you have some sort of a dispute on it. Can you please block the dispute or, uh, you know, un undisputed sort of thing? And I'm like, no, no, don't do it. <laughs> Just don't do it. Um, because I don't know if, if Venmo will actually get her the money back or if they block the account after it's too late, right? The money may have already been moved out. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. 
but they blocked that account. So you got to wonder, were they trying to get it unblocked for other ones that they were trying to scam? Yep. And on top of that, they started getting really aggressive. So started texting. And uh, they, I believe at one point they even said, if, if, if you unblock my account, then I can send you the money back. I can't send you the money back because it's, it's yeah. currently disputed, right? Uh, and so they, they played all this game, but started getting really aggressive. And it was even calling her um, wow. and, and stuff like this. I mean, these sorts of scammers and this kind of stuff that's out there, there's big money in it. They're making money quite a bit um, doing these sorts of things. And they're, they're good at their wares. I mean, yeah, this was a cryptocurrency scam, but we're seeing these things all over the place. Um, and I keep seeing people getting hit by these scams with, uh, you know, digital funds transfers and things like that between like Venmo. I see it all the time in some of the groups I'm in, uh, in, uh, in Facebook where somebody posts something up for sale. Somebody says, okay, cool. I'd like that. They come back and they say, okay, here's an invoice for it. They send them the invoice and the invoice defaults over or, or is put in such a way that it's a friends and family PayPal, PayPal transfer. You know, people right, don't think right. about it or anything like yep. that. They're just like, okay, whatever. And they do that. Well, there's no recourse. There's no, there's no disputing a friends and family money transfer. Yep. And yep. so boom, they're out the door with the money and people are left standing there holding the bag. So it's getting crazy out there, you know, and, and even in the cryptocurrency scene like this. It is. It is. Absolutely. So I've got another story, a final story for, for us today. And oh, great. Now I'm thinking this is a really a, a, a very long story, but I still want to do it justice. So put your feet up. Now, in America, in, in schools, do they have like apps through which you can pay your lunch money or top up your kid's account and teachers can send through assessments or you set up yeah. like parent teacher yeah, they have portals and stuff? I don't know portal if we have an app, but we have a portal. Okay. Okay. So similar concept. So here, like all my kids' schools, they have similar like, you know, different systems for, for lunch money or for parent teacher communications or for timetables all that kind of stuff. They can also report minor incidents. So like, you know, your son's, you know, fell on a knife and like <laughs> that was in someone else's hand. No, uh, but, uh, but, but so, so that's it. So the city of Stockholm, uh, Sweden, Sweden right? Sweden. That's right. Well done. I was testing. Ah, you. See, see, I'm yeah. an American that knows there's places other than America. Uh, in theory. But that, 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 that's like you saying, oh, I know what planet Star-Lord was on in Guardians of the Galaxy when they found him. It's, you know there are places outside, right? It doesn't mean you actually believe that they exist. Anyway, City of Stockholm, they're quite a, a progressive um, tech uh, community, uh, country. And in 2013, they set up and they commissioned and they set up a school app, which was to be the used by every school okay. uh, in the city. And every parent registered and every child put through it. And it was meant to follow the child throughout their progress, uh, throughout their schooling and everything and what have you. This already sounds bad. The government running something that everyone's required to use for yeah. the sake of their children. Yep. Yeah. And I haven't seen this story, folks. Just so you know, I have no idea what he's leading up to here. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm not sharing it on the screen because I, <laughs> I want to build up the tension for you. So they put that in place. Now, what is that? Eight years ago. And mm. 
The app has an average rating on the App Store of 1.3. <laughs> so that should tell you all you, you need to know. A lot of times it doesn't work. People can't get on. It's really frustrating. It's like nobody likes it. And there's no other way to go about it. And one father, his patience ran out. And he so happened. Uh, so last year, um, in 20, October 2020, he's a developer by trade and oh, uh, yeah. CEO for a Swedish uh, innovation consulting firm. Is this one of those he named his kid like uh, Select Star Drop Table? Something like that? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so he goes like, he goes through my frustration. I thought it would be easier if I created my own app. So he sent, he wrote to the city officials asking to see the platform's API documents. And uh, government being government, they were slow to respond. So he just logged on and started poking around, find up Burp Suite. I don't know what it was. And um, within a few weeks, uh, he, he was making good progress. And during that time, uh, the, the Stockholm's Board of Education was hit by a massive a GDPR fine for serious shortcomings in the platform. Uh, the regulator found serious flaws in the platform that exposed data of hundreds of thousands of parents, children, teachers, you know, and in some cases, this was, it, it, the exposure was basically, you just type in a Google search and it will take you to the, to the data. Yeah. One of those very complicated ones. Yeah. 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 So in the weeks that followed, the, the father teamed up with fellow developers and parents and uh, they created basically an open source version of the platform <laughs> that would sit on top and pull the APIs from the government. Yeah. But it would run on top. And um, it was released in February of this year. And all the codes published under open source. And um, it was um, a huge success. But the city of Stockholm was really, really vexed. So they started threatening him, saying it might be illegal. They started threatening parents who were downloading the app. They're saying, don't use it. Uh, they they tried to get the police involved. And, uh, you, you know, they, they they tried to shut him down through all sorts of ways because they're like, oh, you could be siphoning data off. But you this, this is just another app that's using their APIs yeah, that are yeah. published. And, okay. Yeah. And uh, so, so you know, they, and and actually, he even improved the authentication mechanism by tying it into their ID system, bank ID, so people could log in using that, and it was quite secure, and they had family accounts, and it was, um, you know, and everyone's like, this is amazing, and the average rating is sort of like four point five off that app on the on the on the store. Um, but the, the the government really wanted to to shut crack down on it, and eventually, um, there is a happy ending. Uh, the the develop uh, they asked him to unpublish his source code and work with them in building it into the official app. So um, it, it it's it's a fascinating story. I we will put the link in the note. I mean, again, I can't do it justice, but. Uh, these parents built a school app, then the city called the cops. It's it's really well written. You can see it's a, a lengthy article. Yeah, that was probably the longest intro we've ever done to an article. I just want to point that out. <laughs>
Yeah. So you know, that's uh, interesting. So so they went after him first to make his life a living hell, and then decided in in the end, hey, yep. maybe he's onto something. Let's uh, yeah, let's take all this thing that people love and let's uh, let's make it work better. That's that's yep. nice. At least they finally did that after threatening legal action. I know, I know that that's just the recourse of the of the dimwitted these days. <laughs> we will do you. <laughs> Hey, I'm American. Don't tell me these things. Yeah. We know how that is. We're taught, you know, they got rid of like home economics and taught how to hire a lawyer in high school these days. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah. it's, um, you know, it's, um, it, it's, I think it, it goes to show, I mean, this is a, a happy ending story because they weren't in America. Otherwise, I think the FBI would be knocking down someone's door for 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 hacking into government databases or or something like that. I just uh, like we, reading the names. Yeah, I know. Gunforman something. Dear Lord. Your your American is showing. Yeah. Um, yeah, the this it's a school platform. Yeah. That, but it's I don't know, school platform and uh, maybe one of our Swedish listeners can correct us on that. We, we have are a Swedish Swedia. listener. I don't know. One, one of the three you think is Swedish? <laughs> it could be. It could be. Oh, man. Oh, well. well that, so, that's, that's a nice ending, though, to a story that could have been bad. It could have been. It could have been bad indeed. Um. But, you know, you look very relaxed with your muscle relaxers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have any to share? Other than I'm taking the day off, I have nothing else to share with you at this point. I just really don't care. Oh. I just really don't care. And with that, thank you very much for tuning in. See you next week.